0: Hello and welcome to Recognizing Burnout, a special New Year episode brought to you by Skills4. My name is Jane Little and I'm the founder and CEO of the company. In this episode, we'll hear from one of our Skills4 mentors, Claire Kear. Before joining the Skills4 team, Claire worked as a water hydraulic modeler for over ten years, working at Welsh Water and Atkins. Uh, she's been with Skills4 since April last year and she delivers our training programs and supports with all training development. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Claire's session today because it's her passion really that said, let's bring something about burnout into into the program. Recently, with hybrid working and working at home being much more common, it's sometimes easy to forget the boundaries we should have between work and home. Recent statistics show that burnout affects up to 40% of UK workers in 2022, and many studies concluded that women are more likely to experience burnout than men, with leadership roles and young children really exasperating that further. Um, and also, I was thinking about lots of companies now work globally, which puts even more pressures on us. And, um blurs the boundaries. And I say that because I was having a quick scan of the attendees coming in, and I know at least two people on here I've been speaking to it about six or seven o'clock, and then they've said we need to get ready because I've got a call, I've got a team's call at eight o'clock tonight. So, you know, there's lots of things that are putting pressure on us. So, I'm going to hand over to Claire. In response to the stats, though, what we have done with Claire's support is we've added a section on wellbeing and burnout to our Empower and Thrive programs in 2023. So, it's that material that you won't have seen that Claire's talking about today to really put up the red flags for burnout and to share some and tips to sustain and improve your mental well-being. So that said, I will happily now hand over to Claire. Thank you, Claire.
1: Lovely. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. So I'm going to talk today about one of the most common issues that we're facing, which is stress and burnout. (laughs) So it's it's been categorised by the World Health Organisation as a syndrome, but I want to be really clear, it's not actually a medical condition. So the definition of burnout is chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So the key there is the word workplace. So burnout can only be used in an occupational context and it's not actually applicable to other areas of life. So in terms of actually how we recognize burnout, there are three key symptoms that tend to um, tend to describe it. So the first one of these is exhaustion. We just start to feel like life is very difficult. It's like a constant fatigue. You can be sleeping eight hours a night all these days, you know, every day, but you still feel exhausted. And after a while, it really, really starts to deplete your energy. You just feel tired all the time. And then we also have cynicism. So perhaps we have those parts, of the jobs that we love. We absolutely love it. We look forward to it every day or even every week. But all of a sudden, we find that actually, we're just not enjoying it as much as we used to. And as a result of that, we start to really mentally distance ourselves from work. And then that kind of leads into the third one, which is inefficacy. So we start to really doubt the meaning or quality of our own work. And as a result of that, our performance can really start to suffer. So the key point about all of these three symptoms here is that it doesn't happen overnight. Burnout creeps up really gradually. It's essentially a slow burn. So having that early action, those coping mechanisms in place, identifying what stresses you is really vital and getting that in as early as possible. So how does burnout start? There are four stages so the first one is the honeymoon stage so perhaps you have just started a new job maybe you started a new project perhaps you've even got a new position or a promotion in your company at this stage we are full of excitement we've got loads of energy we've got loads of ambition we really want to prove our worth so perhaps we end up working additional hours but at this stage it's okay those additional hours are fine. We're engaged, job satisfaction is sky high. So at this stage, it's really, really important that we get those coping strategies in place because they will help to combat any future stress that will come and it will come. So we can stay in that honeymoon stage indefinitely, but actually very, very few people develop a healthy relationship with stress. And some stress can be good for you. It can motivate you. So what happens is they slide into the next stage where stress begins. So perhaps you've been in your new job for a while, or you've been working on that exciting new project, but all of a sudden it starts to become a lot more demanding. Perhaps more is being asked of you. And you may find that now you don't quite have the resources to cope as much as you did before. So what happens then is that our adrenaline starts to increase. Our concentration suffers, we become more irritable and our sleep starts to suffer as well and fatigue starts to creep in. We also start to experience anxiety. So with this left unchecked for too long and we're not doing anything about it, no coping mechanisms, nothing, we're just letting stress build, we then can enter into acute stress. So acute stress is untreated stress. It's been around for a while and we've done nothing about it. So our self-care has become less important and perhaps our physical health is starting to deteriorate. So for some people, this can be problems with their skin. It can be problems with their digestion and our moods can fluctuate. So perhaps one day we can be really angry or we can just be overwhelmed the next day and actually our energy levels can really, really start to drop. So then we reach the final stage, which is burnout. So with burnout, we experience everything in the acute stress stage, but we feel isolated. We can feel really, really alone. We have heightened self-doubt. We question ourselves about everything. We feel we have emotional blunting and we just feel really, really helpless. So once we reach burnout, this stage, sadly, it's actually too late for preventative care. We need professional help. And sometimes recovery can take over 12 months if you've got an especially severe case of burnout so what I want to make really clear at this stage is that having those coping strategies really early on like understanding our stress levels what stresses us out all of that it can really help um, it can help us to improve our ability to cope and if we can get them in place we can even reduce or avoid burnout so Knowing the difference is is key. What is the difference? Are you experiencing burnout or are you having negative feelings? So, for example, you know, we can feel sad and wonder if we're depressed. But sadness is actually one symptom in many that contributes towards a diagnosis, diagnosis of depression, for example. So by itself, sadness isn't enough to be diagnosed with depression. So if you think back to those three main symptoms I mentioned at the start, so exhaustion, cynicism and inefficacy. If you're experiencing those as well as those negative feelings, then perhaps it's time to go to the GP. If it's just negative feelings, then, you know, it's not burnout, but still don't sit on it by yourself. Talk to someone, get some help before it potentially progresses into something worse. So I'll talk now about the difference between stress and burnout. So if you think of everything as too much, then this is stress. So way too much work, feeling way too anxious. There's too much demands, too many demands, too much everything. It can feel like you're drowning. Whereas burnout is kind of the opposite. It's where you lose everything. You can lose your motivation. You can lose your hope. You just don't care anymore. So you feel spent. That tank you've been running on to do your work, it's bone dry. It's empty. Work sucks and actually it can feel like you suck as well. So I've got a recommendation for a TED talk there by Kelly McGonagall. It's called How to Make Stress Your Friend. It's really worth watching because we're told for so long that stress is a bad thing, but actually some level of stress can be a good thing. And she talks about how to manage it and also how to be more resilient. So. We've actually now got some tips to improve your mental well-being. So these are all taken from the NHS and the Mental Health Foundation. They've got some fantastic campaigns the NHS have. So there's Every Mind Matters and there's also the One You campaign. There's plenty of tips and linked short videos in there. So the first one is to reframe those unhelpful thoughts. So the NHS Every Mind Matters has a really great tool. It's called Catch It, Check It, Change It. And what it, it's a fantastic technique to challenge and replace those unhelpful thoughts. So, for the first stage, catching it, this is all about knowing what to look for. So perhaps you are maybe prone to expecting the worst in a situation, or maybe you put your blame on the, put blame on yourself if something goes wrong. So in that situation, the next stage is then check it. It's simple, question yourself. What evidence is there to actually support those unhelpful thoughts that you're having? And then change it. Can you change that thought to be more neutral, more positive? Can you reframe the situation? And then the second one, live a healthy life. So there's some fantastic tips on the NHS website there all around making sure that you get enough exercise, that you're active enough, that you're eating well, drinking sensibly and getting good sleep because all of these things are easy for some people, but not for others. So it's really worth having a good look on the NHS website for some really great tips on that. And then caring with ca- connecting with and caring for others its a really great way to maintain relationships with those close to you because actually it can really bring you closer together even perhaps if you've got pets or if you've got houseplants, this can really improve your wealth your well-being and as kelly mcgonigal says in her ted talk actually caring for others can make you more resilient to stress so number four is being in the present. So this is all around mindfulness, that being in the now and in the moment, we spend a lot of time staring at our phones. And if we take a bit of time away from that, just take five minutes perhaps just to practice some mindfulness, it's a really, really fantastic break. You can start with just three minutes and gradually increase it. Um, There's the Headspace app, which has some really, really fantastic um, tutorials, and you can start off with as little or or as much as you would like to. This next one is quite hard for a lot of people so talking about your feelings now this can really help you to stay in good mental health and deal with times when you're troubled so talking about your feelings like absolutely is not a sign of weakness it's all about taking charge of your well-being doing what you can to stay healthy and if it feels awkward at first then give it time something makes talking about your feelings perhaps something that you gradually do And then doing something for yourself is a great way to look after your mental health. So even if you spend an hour a day, what could you do in that time? If you go for a walk, have a bath, listen to a podcast, listen to an album, read a book, there's so much choice there. It's all about choosing something for you. And if 60 minutes feels like a lot, remember it's only 6% of your waking day. And then changing our beliefs. So a lot of us feel that we have to work late, that we shouldn't take our lunch break because we feel guilty. And actually, the pandemic and working from home has really exacerbated this because so many of us feel that we have to do more, work harder, be available at all hours to succeed. Remember, actually, this isn't the case. Remember, the NHS um, catch it, check it, change it technique is fantastic for this as well. And then following on from from changing our beliefs, Be at cause. So take control. Remember from day three, be in the driver's seat, take responsibility and be that change in your life. And remember as well, we talked about the cause and effect principle on day three. So it's all about taking ownership of your life and don't wait for things to happen. It's to really make them happen. And then setting boundaries, saying no, prioritising. Remember from day three of the programme, we talked about the urgent important matrix and those P notations. So really spending more time working on those P2s, those things that are urgent, sorry, that are important but not urgent, means you have the time to really work on those things that are important to you. And then this last one can feel like the hardest thing that some of us ever have to do but asking for help doesn't mean you're giving up it means that you are refusing to give up and actually a lot of people really love helping other people and seeing someone succeed when they've helped is something that people really love so don't be afraid to ask for help and sit by yourself because often sitting quietly not knowing what to do can actually be quite a stressful situation so do don't be afraid to ask for help So we've got some further resources here. So I've mentioned the NHS website, the uh, Every Mind Matters, the One You campaign, and also if you're struggling in work, speak to someone that you trust. So perhaps you've got a manager, a trusted colleague or even a mental health first aider. And there are many local and national charities offering information and one to one support. So we've got Mind there, we've got Mind Cymru in Wales, there's also the Mental Health Foundation. It's all really worth looking at and um, and understanding more about what you can do around your mental health. And finally, um, most importantly, out of all of this, if you've sat there and if you've recognised any of the feelings that I've talked through, please, please, please go and speak to someone. Don't suffer in silence. Let someone know, you know, please let someone know that you're struggling. and Don't don't try and sort it all out by yourself. So please call your GP. Um, if you have an employee assistance programme, they're fantastic to talk to you as well. But please do get help and don't struggle by yourself.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this special edition. We wish you a happy and healthy 2023 and hope you can join us next time.